Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. So this week on the show, we have a special guest lined up. Uh, and it's 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 unlike anyone we've spoken to before, Alex. Uh, completely unlike anyone we've spoken to before. And, and we talked about kind of, you know, how how we love to, to meet people and hear about their life story and their amazing talents that they've committed their life to. Um and you know we've we've got the the odd dancer, comedian, um, obviously race car driver, but this is going to be our first uh, tricker. He's proficient in um, tricking. Right. So, which, what does that, for the what record, does that mean? What is that term? I, for the record, don't Google that. Just as is, uh, that that actually can can turn up some weird things. Um, <laughs> evidently, totally unrelated to to Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, but but. Way cooler, way cooler in my opinion. Great movie. And also, Great movie. he has what I think is a super badass name, Bailey Payne. Can we talk about that? It sounds like a superhero yeah. name. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it's spelled just differently enough where it's not too much of a gimmicky like with P A Y N E. Right, but still, just awesome name. Yes, I'm I'm super excited that we're going to get to interview him. Uh, I'm very sad that well, I we're, won't we're actually. Not yes, that I'm actually not going to be part of the interview because the schedules did not line up. But uh, this, yeah, I mean, tricking. So after doing some Googling and navigating through some stuff that I probably shouldn't have been looking at, uh, I learned a lot about what they do. I mean, Red Bull athlete. And this stuff is legitimately like this is the kind of thing I would love to have gotten into or like known, been talented and coordinated enough to get into. This is this is cool stuff. It's it's literally like a cross between I feel like martial arts, parkour and um you're just throwing in three things I don't do. Like, if you want to just throw dating in there, too, and then it's just all four. <laughs> Guys, we've got Bailey Payne coming up next and special guest co-host, because um, I couldn't deal with Tim by myself for any period of time longer than 30 seconds. Uh, we've got Connor Daly joining us as well. So good episode for you guys coming up next, and stick around. Hey guys, small favor to ask from us here at Off Track. Because let's be honest, you owe us one. True. Now, because of some algorithms, which is computer talk for stuff that we don't understand at all, podcasts depend on good ratings and reviews. So if you're listening to this podcast, and if you like even just a little bit hearing what we have to say, or, or even just tolerating us in general, go to iTunes today, give us a rating, preferably five stars. If there's an option for six stars without Tim... Do that and leave a little comment. That would be tremendous. Thank you for that. And now we'll get back to the show. Alex, I have a I have a grinds my gears moment coming, and it's, are we doing grinds my gears? I know that first world problems are still problems. You literally said last week how much this pissed you off. The most frustrating thing. All right, jeez, let's move yeah. on. I'm glad that's over. 
here's what, what grinds, grinds my gears. So Alex, we, we travel a lot. I think that's fair to say. A lot of the places that we go, we rely on Uber, which is a, a great service. Love Uber, big fan. But there are, there are times where like the driver does things that really grinds my gears. And uh, like driver etiquette, I feel like as an Uber driver is very important. And the other day I had one and the guy, you know, so here's the thing. You sometimes have Uber drivers that like will text and drive, which I think is just crazy. Like this is your job and it's super legal to do that. And they're just doing it with passengers in the back. That, that part's crazy. But what's almost worse is the guy that's trying to be conscious about that. So his phone is hooked up to the system, right? To the car system, the hands-free system. And he gets a phone call, but instead of not answering it or maybe answering it and saying, oh, hey, we you know, can't actually uh, talk right now, I'm working. They just sit there on speakerphone and have a full conversation with you in the back seat. Oh, so you just have to like, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. You have to like listen in on their conversation. Yeah, like if, if you're in the car with someone and you guys are just having a face-to-face chat, all of a sudden you got to find out <laughs> that like Karen forgot to pick up cabbage from the grocery store. And that's just like really not something that we need to be a part of. Of, you know what I mean? And, and it is it is a hundred percent of the time never a normal conversation. Absolutely. Like you've never you've never just like heard like oh hey I'm going to the grocery store you need anything? It's like you don't take care of the kids and I do this. Like you're almost always going to be like a third party to an argument. Right. It's either like a domestic or, or it's like the guy's drug dealer you know hasn't been paid or something. <laughs> you know it's just it's always something you just definitely don't want to be a part of. So James, assuming you're not getting a phone call or your Uber driver's not planning a drug deal, are you? Do you talk? to your uber driver or do you want to do you just want to sit in silence you know it's it's 50 50 man like there are days where i just need that time to like send some emails and get some stuff done and whatever like i'm i'm okay talking to uber drivers like i i'm i'm good with that whole conversation no problem um but like wait there are times wait, wait, wait. I'm not wait there's a there's an other option like no it's just do you talk to taxi drivers like if you get in a cab in New York, you talking to them? The difference with Uber though is you know a lot about them before they pull up. <laughs> like you know what their name is, you know where they were coming from, you know what their rating is. So like you know stuff about that. You're almost like more connected to this person than you are if you just jump into a cab. That is not true, James. Because every single person that you f- that follows you on Instagram, you don't then just pick up a conversation with. Like a lot of a lot of people that follow us on Instagram start conversations with us. Yes. Well, right, yes. fine. But do you respond to them? Absolutely not. <laughs> yes. No, I, like a lot of the times I do, actually. <laughs> no, well, mm-mm. So say, for example, you know, person X, you know, follows you on Instagram. You can see where they live, what they look like, how old they are, how many followers they have, how many followees they have, blah, 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 what they were doing last weekend, where they ate dinner, right? And they, Kyle decides, hey, I, I want to send James a message and you know it ends up in your filtered messages and you never see it you don't say anything like you don't then yeah, like okay. respond two Alex, months later that's that's fine that's a very different situation than being in an extremely confined space essentially face to face so. with another human uh-uh. being yeah, no, the, yeah, no, yes. the Instagram follower can't make eye contact with you as you ignore. Right. <laughs> like, why would? Why do you make eye contact with an Uber driver in the first place? Just get in and just do your own thing. Why do you have to engage? Like that's not. You're not you don't calling to, a conversation. Like it's, it's you're not like crazy. Hey, Here's an app because I'm lonely and I want to have a friend. Yeah, what's wrong with just having a conversation with them? Because person? I don't want to. So like, why are <laughs> you then no, required? That's fine. 
That, no, you're not. Nobody, you're not required, Alex. You, it's your prerogative. Oh. If you want to get in the car and not say anything, that's totally fine. Oh, well, okay. Because I thought we were talking about rider etiquette. Well, we started with driver etiquette, but if you want to get into rider etiquette, we can do that too. And it's like the the rider is is paying for a service. So if they want to chat as a driver, you should chat back. If they don't want to say a word, you should not say a word to them and like be able to read that. Here's the thing. People that don't want to talk usually make it pretty freaking clear they don't want to talk. Do you know what I mean? So like, you need to be able to pick up on those little social cues that you're like, all right, this one's not a talker. He wants his, you know, he wants his time to sit with his thoughts or in, in Tim's case, thought. <laughs> well, speaking of Tim and Ubers, I mean, I've, I've ridden in a fair share of Ubers with Tim. Um, he has this obsession with sitting in the front seat. Like, he won't get in the I back. don't like to sit in the back seat. I don't like to sit in the back seat. Wait, what? If you, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you better on. than that? If there's room no, in the back, you I'm just... not. I'm not 12 anymore. I don't like to sit in the back seat. I like to sit in the front. I like to... I don't know. I don't like sitting in the back. So you're not so wait, 12 it... anymore, so you demand to sit in the front seat, but you don't get haircuts. Yeah, or I throw a tantrum, yes. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> if there's room in the back seat, you voluntarily sit in the front. I prefer to sit in the front. If you take an Uber by yourself, do you immediately, do you immediately just go to the yes. front door? Yes. Yeah, well, I asked, I asked the Uber driver, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I sit in the front? Because sometimes they prefer you sit in the back, but you have to cool that. I, I will sit in the front. See, or, this brings up, or, I feel like you get this more brings up a funny room. situation, though, right? I like to talk to the driver. Well, hold on. This brings up a funny situation, though, okay? Because, again, they're delivering a service to you, and so the customer's always right. And so the two funny situations that can come out of Tim walking up to the door and being like, hey, do you mind if I sit in the front? They're like, man, I do, but I'm not going to say that because he's the customer. But the only person that would ask to voluntarily sit in the front is clearly someone that's going to murder me. So I'm just I'm, I'm just welcoming my murderer into my car. Or, or yeah, they yeah. say no. That's part of the appeal. That's why I like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but Or they say no, and then, like, you're immediately kind of put off, and they already don't like your vibe because you wanted to encroach on their space. Man, I feel like you're just putting no, drivers in such an awkward position. I, I, I disagree. That's why you don't talk I'm to them. I think making a new best so friend. So you don't, you avoid I, all of First of all, that. I know for a fact I have a higher rating than both of you guys, so clearly I'm not putting them in too bad of a situation. No, they're terrified of giving you a bad score because you're going to stab them. What's up, guys? Uh, this is Alex Rossi here with Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. James Hinchcliffe, uh, the very talented Canadian, is busy doing talented Canadian things. So in his place, we have um, the equally as talented and much less Canadian uh, Connor Daly uh, joining us to co-host this show. Thank you. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so got something really excited for you guys. Uh, Bailey Payne. Um, He's on the phone with us from Los Angeles, took some time. Uh, first of all, so you, you're, you're into tricking. So are you, are you a tricker? Are you a trickster? So, so the proper title of someone who participates in my sport is a tricker. Not to be confused with Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, wow. I go to explain to people who, like, ask what I do, they're like, oh, are you doing parkour? You're tumbling. Well, it looks like that, but no, I'm like, no, I'm tricking. And they're like, wait, what? And they get that confused look on their face. I know, I'm like, I know exactly what you're thinking. It's not like that. Otherwise, I'd have my hat on the ground. You can throw tips in it. But, <laughs> but like, I just, it's basically like, Three different sports combined into one that make up what my sport is. 
So, so what are those three sports? Is is parkour one of them? Uh, no. So parkour is like all obstacle based. So the definition of that is getting from point A to point B the most efficient way possible. That's completely different from what I do. What I do is all flat ground. So say like grass, concrete, spring floor, preferably spring floor is what I. That's why I grew up training on like uh, the gymnast floors that are in the giant square. Yeah. That that's ideal for me to train on, but if I need to, I can train on grass and I can train on concrete as well. So I'd say the number one big aspect of my sport would be, and it helped me coming into it, is the tumbling portion. So gymnastics tumbling, that's number one. Number two is martial arts kicking. And number three is breakdancing transitions. So it's like breakdancing, gymnastics, and martial arts combined, essentially. So like a modern-day ninja. (laughs) Those are all things that I wish I could do. Like those are Just one of them. You're the guy, right? Like I always assume that if I were to walk into a party someday and like there's just incredible music, there's things going on, like you have that moment where you could just jump on the floor and do something incredible and you're on everyone's Instagram story and you're just like you're doing backflips in the middle of the club. Things are going wild. Like you're that guy and I will never be that guy. So I'm like really (laughs) jealous because all of what you're doing is like, I don't know as a human being how that's possible. And I I really commend you for doing that. (laughs) I mean, you're pretty, you're pretty good at like Vegas bombs. Yeah, I can like that motion. I'm okay at. I'm Connor, okay at Connor that just motion. Wants to be invited to the party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> essentially that would be awesome. So how do, how did one get involved in this? I mean, I actually did all star competitive cheerleading. So it's like complete. It's completely different from school cheerleading. So it, essentially, it wasn't even the fact that I was cheering. How I discovered tricking. I was actually. Um, at the gym one day and every Friday back in South Carolina at my gym, ACX, they open the gym for open hours for anyone to come through and uh, just pay like certain like 20 bucks and you can come around and flip whatever. So I, I would every Friday go to open gym. That's just what everyone would do at the end of the week. Everyone at school would talk about it all week, just go to the gym, flip. And then one day out of nowhere, I out of the corner of my eye, I saw Right on the other side of the gym, no one really, the, the spot no one ever really flips at. This guy was doing like flips off one foot. So my friend and I walked over to him. We asked him what it was, you know, basically what, what he was doing. And this guy told me, yo, I'm doing this stuff called tricking. I was like, tricking? What is that? You mean tumbling? He's like, nah, tumbling's generic. It's it's off two feet. It's linear. You, you don't change really direct. You just go forward or backwards, right? So... Essentially, just stay in a straight line. That's your pattern. For tricking, it goes all types of different places. So when I saw him moving in different directions that I've never seen someone move before, it caught my attention because the tumbling in the beginning of it, stuff that usually took people like a couple years to learn, I picked up on pretty fast just because like I have a no fear aspect to me and I'm I just down to try any flip, usually, especially when I was younger. So on, like, the backyard trampoline, I would just try everything I ever saw. So if I could see it, I would try it. But I watched, that's why I stayed, like, on YouTube majority of the time when I was younger. I would just watch YouTube videos of people training. But he gave me this tricker to look up named Teddy, and he was based out of Sweden. And he was doing these tricks I was, like, he was basically doing, like, full double full but off one foot. So court double cork is the proper term for that. And I was never seeing someone flip off one point and spin. I was like, that's crazy. 
And then right at that moment, I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta try this stuff out. Like, I didn't think I was gonna turn it into something more rather than just turn it into something like a kid finds the hobby and they're like, oh, this is fun to do and just pick up on it, you know? So the fact that I saw I could do that and it cost zero dollars to learn how to flip, cost no money to flip. That was my favorite part. My mom was not spending money on me going to the gym anymore. The world is your gym. The world is your gym. I feel like I feel like you're a better um, son than Connor and I were because <laughs> yeah. uh, we we demanded that our parents spend um, lots of money yeah. to do what on race to cars. do what we yeah. wanted to do Horrible with race cars. Idea. So the internet these days is obviously it's all about what is going to grab your attention. What's the next craziest thing? And, and you're 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 jumping over motorcycles. There's beautiful women everywhere. There's cars you're jumping over. You're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. What? Like, what's the next thing for you? Like, what 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 are we jumping over next? Or what are we doing a backflip off of next? That's a great question, actually, because I, I actually think about this almost every day. Like, what's the next thing that I could do that looks very risky but doesn't have much risk involved and I can still accomplish what I was going for, my original goal, which is to do something out of the ordinary with your body involving something else and seeing how far you can take it without, you know, completely wrecking yourself. Like, for example, when I went and flipped over the car and I got yeah. hit, the Audi R8, that was totally my fault. Like, I sketched out my run steps towards the car, and it was a little bit of him. So it, was like, you know, it was a little both of us. But a month before that, I did one over a Stingray Corvette at the Indy 500 at the actual stadium. So... It was like... What year was this? What year was that? Last year. Really? Oh. Yeah. Nice. I have a video. You guys had a thing that day. Yeah. yeah we, 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 <laughs> wait, was that race day or was that, was that no, another that time? No, I, I was doing a air race. Oh, the air race. Got it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was just a demo. And then Doug was driving the car, if y'all know Doug. He's and... my stepfather. <laughs> oh, well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so, yeah, we've... We, I know. We've met him once or twice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've had coffee. So... I guess the next step is what what am I going to do it off of or where am I going to land? Or It's not really like what I'm going to flip over next because I've tried to do cars. I've tried to do bikes. Well, I've, I've done both of those. It's now is it going to do three bikes in a row where one bike is following another behind it so it makes it longer or you got whatever you're, you're trying to film and make the video based off of, you got to make sure the just to the regular public, they're understanding what's going on and it's comprehensible. So – from from kind of our standpoint, uh, when we look at other sports and athletes and such, I mean, Red Bull athletes in general are kind of the the cool ones. They're yeah. they're the badass ones. It's it's always the dream to be associated with with them. I mean, how did did they come find you? And you were kind of innovative in this new realm of of a, of a sport. And and how did that come to be? And and was that like a huge a huge break for you. I mean, I, I imagine that's that was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, so I was competing at 16 years old, yeah. So when I was 16, I was going to, like, these Red Bull competitions, and I knew it was all about networking back then. I, could, I saw, like, the long-term vision of this, and I could see where, like, social media was going to go, kind of in the direction of, like, people can make a living from it. So I was like, okay, so social media is also kind of like a form of networking, but online, but... In person networking is always amazing, for sure. Absolutely. So 
Even in our business too, when we, we, we see the, I mean, every, every sport is now a business, right? So you're, you, the stuff that you're doing, going out and talking to people, finding the people, the right people to talk to, you know, we get that for sure. That's, that's, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. So I, I was going to say at the, at the young age, at 16, I was like, okay, I need to figure out, I need to figure out how I can make this work out. And then I ended up meeting this guy named Clint Sherber and he was Florida based. And I was asking like, bro, what, how can I get sponsored? Like, Sir, is there somewhere I can like talk to or apply or like basically the whole nine yards you do to figure out like how to become an athlete? And he was like, "There's a couple people they're scouting potentially for tricking as a tricking athlete. They're just gonna have to do some revision stuff. Like it, it's not as easy as you think." And I was like, "All right." And after that, that was the third third down in the like three in a row, and then they stopped doing it in Atlanta. They cut it off, and I didn't hear back from them for like three years no one from red bull no one from the people at third down i was like dang i like i thought i maybe said something wrong but i was like pretty sure i didn't because i I just knew that like just talking to people being friendly kind all that stuff would lead you a lot further than just being fully competition focused and based so right now i'm i'm like very happy and thankful that i like listened to my my gut and like did that instead of like just trying to focus on doing the hardest tricks because at the end of the day, it's not about your level of talent. It's also your personality, your demeanor, how you act in just the general public, if you're a good social person, all that stuff. So it all kind of tied in, and it, it all worked out at the end of the day. Uh, I, it was like three years after that, they started talking to me again, and they had me go to South Korea for another kicking event called Kick It, and I went and competed in that, and then... I just did a lot of demos and stuff around for Red Bull now, and it's it's not mainly for like the competition side of what they utilize it for. It's the the characteristic of what it can bring to an event or just a- anything in general. You can bring me to like a wedding, you can bring me to a professional meeting, and I can flip anywhere, and I'll find happiness and joy every time, no matter where I'm going, because I'm able to move my body. Just That's awesome. That. So. As as you've been explaining that, um, Connor has has kind of found your Instagram page. Well, no, I've 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 seen it many times. Well, many times. he's he's reviewing it again, and he <laughs> wants to know how he um, gets involved in this because of the uh, quite quite a bit of women on there. there there's a lot some of nice looking ladies there. <laughs> nice looking <laughs> females that now, we got. <laughs> but one here's one thing though that I find kind of is there like how many dumb people do you see every day that are like hey do a flip for us or something like Man. that like literally in the middle of the street is that does that get, get ever get annoying for you or is that just like All you right, realize yeah. that people are like okay like, so just stop it, it, it's, it's almost different for every scenario scenario yeah. one I'm at the gym I'm trying to just train people are coming up to me when I'm just trying to just do a regular training session they're like hey can you do this can you do this can you do this I'm like <laughs> Man, I just, this is a public gym. I just want to train right now. We're just working, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm like I'm just trying to like just do some chill stuff. I'm not trying to do things that I'm gonna kill myself on. All right, I don't I don't really fly with that much. I mean I I'll, I can tolerate it, but I prefer people to just let me like train when I'm in the zone, you know, like when I'm exactly. in my environment. But uh, when it's like at a club or something, like. You, you'll kind of be shocked, but I don't really like flipping in public, like being the one to start it, you know? Like, that I, makes I don't, sense. Trust I don't me. like I, being like, the guy it. who's like all the center of attention is on him now because oh, then <laughs> I get pressured. And I'm I like, like being that guy. I know. It doesn't sound like it, but like I, I, if, if I'm already stuck in the situation, like 
I, I'm already doing something. Everyone's staring. I'm obviously going to just keep going. Like, I'll play the part, but I don't like to go out of my way to do it, you know? I, I, just no, like I think that's it cool, though. Kind of low-key, cool. just do it, do it to prove it to yourself, not prove it to anyone else. You've got it in your back pocket if you need it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, exactly. But when I'm doing stuff like at the club, say I do a backflip. No, I'll do a court. That's my go-to trick. The one-legged flip with a spin. So if exactly. I do a court, I do a court. And the then, one that you did in the oh, street. You, yeah, yeah. you did that in the street in Las Vegas yeah. in the traffic, and I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was a bunch of courts. So imagine just yeah. one of those, just like one in a row. And then people are like, oh, dude, wait, are you going to do a flip? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I just did a flip off yeah. one foot with a spin. So that's, ten that's three times the amount of stuff that you were just provided for your vision than what you asked for. <laughs> for free. Yeah, and then they're like, oh my God, let me get. When I'm at Venice Beach or Santa Monica, I'm there like every day. I'm always training with my homies. We're like, you just walk around, flipping everywhere. And then you'll get just the people in the public who are like, just come up to you with their camera and they'll put their camera right up in your face. They're like, hey, wait, wait, can you do it again? I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Do what? Do you want me to pull yeah. my camera out and put it in your face? <laughs> like, yeah. It, 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 it's not like. Where I, I'm going to be that guy who's like a dick and like, oh, I'm not going to do it now. Like, I'll do, I'll do like another single flip for them or something. But just like it happens so frequently in just a random fashionly order. It's just like, oh, it's overwhelming sometimes. Like, I, I'm friends with a lot of the homeless people down there at the beach because they're always there, like in the areas they're flipping. So one day this guy comes up to me on his bike and I'm doing some flips next to my friend. He's just this homeless guy on the ground. He's just chilling, doing his own thing, and they're asking me if I have any money on me. I was like, bro, I really don't have anything on me. Like, I'm on my wallet. I have nothing. And I'm just like, oh, here's a couple flips I can show you guys. You know, some entertainment. You can't really go buy that. So, like, they'll do a, I'll do a flip. I was like, I hope you enjoyed that. And then, like, a biker will come up and be like, oh, you do it again? I'm like, you know what? Hey, I'll do it again if you give this homeless guy five bucks. And they're like, that a lot. they're like, wait, really? I'm like, yeah. And then this guy was like, well, I'm not gonna. I don't have any money on me. I'm like, bro, I can see your f***ing wallet in your pocket right there. Like, <laughs> cash. Literally, this happened three days ago. Cash hanging out of his wallet. I'm like, you don't need that cash. It looks like it's about to fall out anyways. Go hand it to this guy right here. So I kind of look for like random acts of kindness and. Like, You're just making the world a better place, man. Yeah. Not only I, are you I, I one try, of the coolest humans you ever. You can't take life too seriously. You got to put some fun into it and like bring a foot to the public and doing this. It's just a fun thing to do. One of the greatest humans to walk the earth and flip on the earth, and also a great <laughs> human. So I I need to do a lot better in my life. This is this is this is now depressing, but I appreciate <laughs> it. You gotta be a good Samaritan. Uh, I try. I try. <laughs> so had ha, I mean I hate asking this question, um, so you don't have to answer it. But like, have you ever gotten hurt doing it? Oh, of course. You can ask that question a million times. <laughs> I've I've sprained and fractured both ankles over 20 times in the oh. past five years. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> that's, so uh... five, years, five years ago, I had my first, like, where I cracked my bone, like, rolled my ankle fracture, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't, I've never broken my ankle. I've just done hairline fractures, chips, everything that is not as good as breaking your ankle, basically. So, like, I've always constantly, even when I've been hurt, no matter how painful it was, I've always kept training. The day of, the day after, it's, it's not smart. I don't even know if it's incredible. I think it's dumb, but, like, 
at the end of the day, I'm I'm like fine walking now. I might feel in a few years, but like it's 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 one of those things where it's like mind over matter. And speaking speaking of the body, though, I I actually have a really interesting question. I think. What what do you think is like if you're jumping off something? What 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 gap can the human legs like withstand? Like if you're jumping off of like one of your videos, there's dudes jumping off of this Red Bull truck and it looks very high. Like what what, what height can like the legs yeah, what's, withstand what's your, like an impact? What's your limit yeah. of jumping off of yeah. things? So obviously everyone's different. It's yeah. all determined on height, weight, technique of how to land. So for me personally, when I was younger, obviously I could do a lot higher objects and landing on like harder surfaces than like now just because like my ankles are fresh back then, knees are fresh, like everything was way more fresh. So at this point, I could go pro like, for example, I could probably go like 50 to 60 feet, maybe 60, 60 is pushing it, but 50 feet into water. Easy. Now that's just oh, water. water. Okay. Yeah, now, the next surface underwater would be grass. I was going 50, 55 feet to water. On the grass, you're talking, like, no more than 10 feet. Yeah, you I was going to yeah. Yeah, when I was younger, I was doing, all right, so when I was, like, 14 years old, I, I had the record at the time for, like, the highest front flip on the hard ground. So I front flip 20 feet off this, like, playground course where you have, like, a oh tape measure and everything. And I just did a front flip off of it, hit and roll onto the ground, and I just found so much fun in doing that stuff. But now yeah, you're my, flying my, through like, the air for twenty feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot dumber than I thought back then. <laughs> Obviously, when I was young, I was like, dude, this is like this is that crazy thrill I was trying to get. But like times change. Obviously, I'm not flipping off that high stuff anymore. Like but, I was gonna say, I, I, I've seen some like there's a new parkour athlete for Red Bull. His name's Dom Tom Tomato. He's based out of Australia. He does the highest front flips. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Dom Tomato. Love that guy. I mean, wow. Yeah, he's got a man bun. Okay, up, powerful man. Shoots the yeah. Aussie scene. <laughs> but he's crazy. He does like 15 feet front flips on the concrete and as a spin before he front flips. Then he'll dive over the ledge, 360 in the air, like just a spin, like a dive spin, and then front flip out of it on the concrete. And he's known for his huge front flips, like every Friday on Instagram, front flip Friday. He posts some crazy front flip he did that week or a compilation of front flips he's done over the past few days. And he, he just has mastered how to hit and roll. So that's why he's literally able to do high front flips every single day. Because his body already knows how to land, knows how to roll, knows how to distribute the weight. That's all it is, is distributing your weight and technique. I was not created to distribute my weight in those <laughs> I, I don't think that my I would be able to do that. But you know what? I might try at some point. Um, Dude, can I be there? You start low. Yeah. You, you can't ever just start at the top. you like, you got to start like... Oh, no, I've done a backflip on my trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, that's a lot different. That's that, and that's another thing. Like people who grow up on trampoline, when you transition from trampoline to ground, you need to do it at an early age. If you do it at a, a like your mid teens, the later age, it's going to be harder. Because then you're as you're going through puberty, your body and your muscle memory is learning like jump and take off. It's like when you jump on trampoline, it's not a fast ex like explosive reload or shoot. It's you absorb a little bit, then you jump up, right? You exactly. go in a little bit, and your timing is different. 
So, like, people who heavily just do trampoline and they go to ground, they're terrible. So we asked this question to all of our guests, and um, it's just between, you know, the, the four of us and <laughs> uh, the Internet. But um, <laughs> what's the fastest you've ever driven? Honestly, like me driving or someone driving? You driving. Let's say you driving. Dude, yeah. not, maybe, maybe 120. That's in what? What car? Like 115. 115, honestly, dude. I've never been like that guy who's like an adrenaline junkie to go super fast in his own car and like floor Pretty fast. Like, I, like, I, like, I like going like when I'm like at a park or like I go like accelerate really fast. That's fun. But like I never really floored it like 160, something like that in a stupid car. Probably because I never owned a car like that. <laughs> what do you drive though? What, what's your, what's your, uh, what's in your garage? Uh, Mitsubishi Lancer. All right, I had a, I had a fascination with those. I, I had a, I have a Subaru STI. So oh I, no, no. It, it wasn't the Evo though. It was a two. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> you you had an STI until there's a, a hole in the bottom. Well, of yeah, it. there might be a hole in the engine, but whatever. There's, that's just details. <laughs> details. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, and before that, I had a Ford Escort, and I would try to drift that a lot. That was nice. Fair. <laughs> nice. As you should. Thank you again, man, for your time. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know about tricking, getting to know about your story, and um, you know, keep doing what you do. Keep flipping and, and making the world a better place. We're, yeah, uh, I'm a we're huge happy to fan, know you. By the way, I'm, I mean, like, this is it's one of the coolest things ever. I wish I could do that. So keep keep doing you. We'll be following along, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, dude. Appreciate y'all having me. Thanks for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is AskOffTrack, or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And if for some twisted, deranged reason you'd want to follow Thim, you can find him at the Tim Durham. Off Track is very roughly produced by Tim Durham. The music you heard today is from Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and you can call us and leave a message at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it good. We can also be reached via email at ask at offtrackpod.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.